What does it mean to live differently? Hi, I'm Jenna. Welcome to the Simple Home Podcast. The real reason behind this podcast is to encourage you to live differently. In a society that tells us that more is better and busy is to be expected, I want to give you permission and tips and tricks to help you create a simpler home, simpler days, and cherished moments. Each week, we'll talk about decluttering, organizing, and managing a home. We'll talk about thriving in motherhood, slowing down, and cherishing the journey. Most importantly, we'll have real conversations with real moms who are choosing to live differently and finding joy in motherhood. Take the first step to simplifying your motherhood and head over to athomewithkids.com forward slash resources to find a free resource that's perfect for you in the season that you're in. And stick with me each week as we dive into these topics together. Well, hey there. Welcome to another episode of the Simple Home Podcast. In case we haven't met before, my name is Jenna, and I am so thrilled that you are tuning in this week. Now, just real quick before I dive into what our topic is today and our guest, I just wanted to say thank you guys so much because last week, well, I guess about a week and a half ago or so, we hit 100,000 downloads on the podcast, and that is just so thrilling to me, and I owe it all to you guys, the listeners, those of you who are sharing it with others and just making this podcast possible. So thank you so much for being here with me each week and um, going on this journey with me. So this week, I brought on Laura to the show. She is the mom of 10 kids, and she is going to share with us her tips and tricks to just keep your life organized and running smoothly. And as you can imagine, with 10 children at home, she is probably a master at routines and systems. So she's going to share all her wisdom with us today. She is the founder of Mama Systems, which is a consulting business where she helps other moms bring peace to their home using proven customized systems. And so if you get a lot out of this episode and want to contact her further, make sure you visit her website. I will have all the links in the show notes so that you can get a hold of her um, and just go see what she has to offer because this is something, you know, that I feel really passionate about. If we can get our systems in place, we have more space to enjoy our family and our children. So I can't wait for you to listen to this episode. One more thing I wanted to say before we hop in is if you are local, if you live in Colorado, or if you just want to travel here near me or or bring me to where you are, I am doing some model calls for photography over the next couple weeks, um, few weeks probably, because it's still snowing here, unfortunately. So as soon as the weather gets nicer, and I have quite a few spots available. So if you've been wanting to get family pictures, I'd be so honored to take them for you. If you go to jennaarvidson.com, that's my photography website, and click on contact, fill out that little form that's there. It's super easy. Just name, email, phone number, and where it says who sent you here, put in model call and that way I'll know that you're interested and I will reach out to you with more information if you want to get on my list for that. I only do this every few years and I am wanting to get some specific shots in specific places. So hopefully you um, can join me for that. All right. So go to that website and get signed up for that and I'll reach out to you with more information. All right. Let's jump into my interview with Laura. Well, hey there, Laura. Welcome to the Simple Home Podcast. Hey, thanks so much for having me, Jenna. Yeah, I'm so thrilled that you are here. Can you tell my audience a little bit about yourself and what you do? Yeah, so I am a mama of 10 little people and they're all pretty amazing. 
three of them have been adopted out of foster care and they all have fetal alcohol syndrome disorder. And so it's just made for a lot of um, crazy in our home. And when they first came into our lives, we had to come up with some systems. And once I kind of figured that out, I realized that, oh my goodness, these things are not the systems, but the the practice of figuring out what systems work for your family is a duplicatable, is that a word? A duplicatable thing? It is now. Um, and so now I get to coach moms and help them implement systems in their home that fit for their family. So that's what awesome. I do. I love that. I love that you have 10 kids and that you have blessed three kids to come into your family that needed a home. That is amazing. I think it's a huge blessing to this world. People who, you know, take that on in their own home. So bless you. I know that that has not been easy, I'm sure. And um, just the fact that you're raising 10 children is amazing. So good for you guys. Thank you. Yeah. So I love the name of your business, Mama Systems. um, And I love the whole idea behind it. Can you kind of tell us why you started that? I mean, go in a little more detail. I know you said it kind of came from your own thing, but once you started working with moms, kind of what happened? Yeah. I honestly, I realized that I'm, this is like my gifting that I can look at big chaos and be like, well, why don't we do this and simplify this and put these systems in place in your home? And once I've also figured out the joy of having our family work together as a team. And so seeing the, the bleakness from where I was and just the like, oh gosh, we just got to get through the day. If I can keep everybody alive, we're winning to, oh my goodness, we're working together as a team. I have space and time to do things I want to do. Like I want to give this to other moms. Right. And so I had helped a few of my mom friends kind of put systems in their home. And I was like, I really, really enjoy this. Like this has to be my gifting because I'm like, just super excited about it, you know? And so I, again, kept testing it out with some of my friends just to make sure before I like went on a ledge and started a business. But then I was like, okay, we're doing it. And just started and jumped in. And so I've loved it every minute of it. That's awesome. That that must be a gift because I don't, I mean, I love organizing because um, it's essential for my well being, but I don't meet a lot of people who have that passion and desire to do so. And the fact that you're able to do it with so many different families is, is great. So can you kind of tell us, give us a glimpse into your motherhood a little bit with 10 kiddos at home. What does a day in your life look like? Yeah. Well, our three special buddies go off to school every day, which is a huge blessing. Um, it's kind of where I drew the line and said, you know what? I can't, can't be a martyr. We cannot do this. So they go to school and that's huge. And then our other ones, we homeschool. And so we just kind of get our morning going around, like they get up and do their morning jobs and eat breakfast and get dressed and kind of all that's on them. And then at nine, we have our couch time where we all come together and we do a little devotional and talk about our day and expectations and things that need to get done. And then our bigger ones go do their schoolwork and our little guys stay on the couch and we read some stories and do memory work. And, um, from there, they just do school. Like everybody gets their school done in the morning. And I mean, lunch, I feel like we're pretty typical in how our, our day runs. So we do lunch and then play a lot and our little buddies get off of school at two 30, but then they go straight to therapy. So they're not home till five 30. Um, so our house is pretty calm and quiet for the majority of, of the day. And then we have family dinner and bedtime. Yeah. So what's your age ranges? Do you mind me asking? No, not at all. Our oldest is just turned 15 and our youngest is one. 
Awesome. So cool that you have that many different ages to help each other out and just learn from each other. And I can't imagine, I mean, I'm sure there's bickering, but also the empathy that we learn from, you know, our siblings and all of that, it's just gotta be amazing and tiring at the same time. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, there definitely are moments where I'm sure they all want to kill each other, but (laughs) there's this sweet moments where I see like my older ones really understanding our special needs buddies and like almost like getting down on their level and trying to help them understand things and help teach them things. And it's just been really beautiful. Like those moments I'm like, okay, we're doing something right. We got something going on here. That's Um, awesome. We got to look for those little moments huh? in motherhood. The ones that tell us that, okay, we've got it. We're doing okay. (laughs) Because there's, yeah, there's a lot of moments where I feel like I'm not like, oh my gosh, what a day, you know, but there's those little magical moments God gives us. That's like, okay, I see, I see it's building, you know, it's, we're doing something. (laughs) Yeah. I'm with you. That's awesome. So with a large family, I'm sure you have a lot of systems and routines in place to manage all of that, especially homeschooling and all the things. Can you teach us some of your kind of like life hacks to keep a family running and organized? Yes. So we thrive on rhythms. So not so much schedules, but rhythms and the way that we create rhythms in our home is kind of through a schedule, kind of like planning out your ideal scenario of your day. And I don't think we've ever had an ideal day. Like, I don't think that what I have written out has ever actually happened. Um, So I need you to hear me say that, that we're not perfect and we don't have like, no, but from there, we've been able to create rhythms in our day that help things run smoothly, that people aren't surprised that we're meeting on the couch at nine o'clock. And I mean, again, that could happen at eight 30 or nine 30 but they're not surprised by it. They're like, okay, couch time. And everybody goes to the couch and we do our thing, you know? Um, So setting those really clear expectations as we try to come up with our rhythms and our routines for the day. And I love the things that are important to us and to other mamas. I find we a need to name them and figure out what those are. Cause I think so often we think this is really important to me. I really want my kids to learn this, but that's the like last thing that ever happens in your house. And so really figuring out what those things are and then figuring out spaces in your day to kind of tag them on, like to create that habit of, so we do a lot of that at mealtime because everybody's always eating. And so we have (laughs) things at lunchtime that we do and then things at dinner time that we do that kind of help draw out some of those things that we want to see in our kids. Yeah. I love that idea. I, it made me think of um, one thing that I learned early on in my motherhood that really helped me was just to anchor things, the important things around parts of our day that happen all the time. And so when you're talking about mealtimes and even just like whatever those naming those important things to you, whether it's, you know, teaching your kids the Bible or playing outside together every day or exercise, whatever it is, if you can anchor some of the other things around those important things, I think that is huge. So I love that. I know that going into summertime, I always start rethinking like what, what is that going to look like for us? Because, um, like you, so my kids go to public school, my two older ones, my youngest one has preschool just a couple days a week for two hours. So he's home a lot with me, but you know, it's that juggling of the new schedule that's coming and figuring out new rhythms and new routines. So that's such a great reminder going into summer. Like what are, what are the things I want to be intentional about? for my family, for my kids, what do we want to do together? And how can I kind of anchor, anchor those into our days a little bit? Yes. And creating space for you to have that planning time, like scheduling a date with yourself to go and like really think about those things 
and not it just be a passing conversation, but write it down and create a plan for that. Yeah, that's that's big too. A lot of times things are just inside my head and I have to remember to write it down because otherwise it's like a month later, I'm like, oh yeah, I was going to do that. I totally forgot. I wanted to start a walk every morning with my kids and I totally forgot. And now it's August and they're headed back to school. So yeah, I, I hear you. Writing it down is so important. So how do you kind of like get started with these systems when you think about the, the anchors or the things that are important to you and you're starting them, how do you set these up in your home and how do you get your kids involved in it? Yeah. So I, a lot of the systems um, that we have in place depend a lot on our kids too. And so, but for example, we have morning jobs and afternoon jobs and with that, we've kind of thought through like how we're going to divvy out things and really how we're going to work together as a team. So everybody has a job kind of according to their age level and their skill level and all of those things. Right. Um, and then we've made really clear expectations for them. And with that, I mean, we've like made a chart for them so they know exactly without excuse, they know exactly what they're supposed to be doing. And we don't, uh, we don't change up our charts at all. We kind of keep them the same unless there's a new season. So at summertime, I'll look at, relook at things and redo them so that everybody has um, things that they can be doing. And so one of my biggest things I have found, well, there's two, um, is to sit down with our kids and have really intentional conversations about what your expectations are. Because I think that's so often that the frustration between us and our children is that we're expecting them to do something and they have no idea how to do it. And so we're, we're getting upset and frustrated at them, but they haven't really been told what they're, what they need to do and how they need to do it, you know? Um, And so whenever we go into a new season and I have these charts, I'll sit down with them and I'm really kind of obnoxious about it. And I think this is mainly for our special buddies and our little buddies. Um, And I'll say, okay, so Matthew has, he's going to be taking out the trash every morning. So he's going to go around to all the trash cans in the bathroom and, Oh, there's the one in the study too. So he needs to grab that one and bring them to the kitchen and just like overly reviewing every single thing he's going to be doing in that one job so that he gets it. So everybody else knows that's his job. Like we're all on the same page. Um, This also helps prevent. (laughs) That's not my job. That's I didn't do that or whatever. I didn't make that mess. It doesn't matter. We're all, we're all pitching in. We're all doing things. Um, and number two, I really find that charts get kids excited about their jobs. Like my kids love their charts, which who knew? I mean, it's just like little clip art that I've done on whatever and print it out for them. And they think it's the greatest thing ever. So they'll, I'll be like, have you done your morning jobs? And they'll go, Oh, and they'll run and go get their chart and come back and show me. And they'll say, I did this. I did this. Oh, I need to go do this. And they'll go back. And so it's really putting the responsibility on them and helping them kind of learn how to navigate their morning and their day and their responsibilities. Yeah. I am. Yeah. I love um, just giving kids the responsibility. I have a problem with nagging. I realized that about myself. I didn't realize it until I became a mom, but now I know it's my special gift to constantly <laughs> remind and constantly be on their toes. Um, and so I've had to work at that, like we had to work at step back, mom, you know, let them handle this, let them do their things. So things like charts, um, we currently do the bucket system at our home that I learned from an, a fellow mom. Um, 
and yeah, just letting them take ownership of that. And I agree with you. I think that one of the things that we often do is we forget to set those expectations fully. And we kind of think that kids are going to get it the first time. Like we're going to just tell them, we want you to take the trash out every morning. And they're going to be like, okay, got it, mom. I'll do that every morning. You know? And when it doesn't happen, we're like, what is wrong with you? Why can't you just do what I told you to do? And so I love the reminder, even for the older kids to show them, you know, do it with them a couple times, show them the expectation, watch them do it on their own. Um, like we would do if we were teaching in a classroom, you know? And so I love that reminder because it is, it's about the expectations and letting them know, you know, you can do this, but this is what I need you to do and telling them more than once. <laughs> yeah. And so as like the manager of your home, like it's like training your employees how to, which our children are not our employee. I mean, let's not take this out of context here, but um, just training them. Like I think of somebody at Burger King or something like that, being the manager and teaching the employees how to do each station and how to do each thing so that they can do it. And I, f- I feel like that's kind of our job as mothers is in managing our home is to train them and teach them and how to do things. Yeah. I love that. So one thing that just came to mind uh, of mom that I interviewed recently had said, you know, just remember to talk to your kids like you would talk to your spouse or not to talk to them like you wouldn't talk to your spouse when you're setting things up like this. And that really helps me in the morning, like when they're slow getting their shoes on or whatever. And I'm trying to get out the door, you know, I'd never be like to my husband, why can't you get your shoes on? Just get it tied, get out the door. You're going to have to walk with no shoes. You know, like I'd never do that to my husband. So remembering that as we set these expectations, I think is really helpful. At least it is for me because I've got that, you know, lovely nagging um, ability. (laughs) It's a a gift. Yeah. Yeah. I think my kids don't think so, but I'm pretty sure it is. (laughs) I love that. So what about those moms out there listening who are just like, I am running on empty already. There is no time for me to set up systems. I can't sit down and plan and write this out in my calendar. Like, when am I going to do this? what's a good place for them to start? Like one small thing they could start doing um, just to encourage them to go down this route. Yeah. It kind of makes me want to cry because I've been there so many times and I just know that that's so hard. I mean, it's so hard being in that place of just feeling completely overwhelmed and not knowing where to begin. Um, I have a lot of empathy for those mamas. And I think, I think just taking a deep breath and being kind to yourself And especially in this crazy when we may not have as much help as we normally do or kids aren't in school all the time or whatever the schooling situation is. Um, I think speaking to yourself like you would a friend is a really good place to start. Um, We're just harder on ourselves. It's kind of the same mentality of what you were just saying of how we would speak to our husband and our children. We're, We're harder on ourselves and we're shameful of ourselves and we're I I don't know. We just treat ourselves like crap sometimes. And I think that we need to, and I, I mean, this sounds so cheesy, but I literally sometimes have to be like, okay, if this was a friend calling, what would I say to her? And like, give myself pep talks because I would be so much kinder to a friend. Anyway, so starting there, just taking a deep breath, being kind to yourself, not being so hard on yourself. And then really, I mean, just taking maybe 20 minutes and be like, what's overwhelming right now? And then what's giving me life and making those two lists and seeing how we can figure out how to get rid of or delegate out the things that are so draining. So if laundry is the most draining thing to you right now, let's figure out how to deal with that. Let's talk to our kids and be like, Hey guys, I don't, we're just needing to get out of this mess right now. And so I need your help. Can you bring in all the laundry? Can you help me switch it out? 
like bring your team in around you and tell them, Hey, I'm struggling right now. And I really need y'all's help. Can you help? And that builds like this beautiful intimacy in your family, um, with your husband and with your children. I find so often whenever I'm like about to lose it or like things just seem so chaotic and a kid's got, I have to go pick up a kid from school because of their behavior, whatever it is. And things are just chaotic here. And I can look to my older ones and say, Hey guys, I really need your help today. Can you help me clean up the house? And can you help me do laundry? And they step two, like that's, they come in and it's, it's like, we've just built this, this team mentality where, Hey, mom's hurting. We're going to step in and do this and take care of her. So I think that a lot of that comes from being vulnerable with your kids and letting them know you're struggling because they're seeing that the output of that, of like the yelling or screaming or whatever is happening with you. But instead of like letting it help that way, we can kind of just humble ourselves and tell them we're struggling and they can step in and help. Yeah. I love that. And I, I do imagine that that just brings you all so much closer. It's so hard. I think as moms, at least it is for me to ask for help, whether it's for my spouse or my kids, you know, I just feel like I'm just going to plow through and I'm going to get it all done, but that never leaves us in a good spot. So I love that you reminded us to just be vulnerable with them. Let them know we're humans, you know, we're humans. And just like, this would be hard for you. It's really hard for me. Um, and let them step in where they can. And I'm sure that gives them so much power and authority too to just feel good about themselves and what they can do to help. Yes, for sure. And I think I, I kind of feel like I'm cheating because I, um, I think with going from four kids to eight kids in one year, it kind of was like, oh gosh, I need help. Like I used to never ask for help. I mean, never want help from anybody because I got it. I don't need anybody's help. Right. And feeling really bad if I imposed upon anyone for anything. But that year was like, oh my gosh, I need help so much. And so I, it just really changed my whole attitude about it. And yeah, bringing friends in and asking for help and just being like, people want to help you and they want to love you and they want to serve you. And if they don't, I will love to do it for them and help you figure that out. So, yeah, I also love the idea that you said to sit down and just make a list of the things that bring you life and the things that you're struggling with right now, because in our minds, the things that we're struggling with win out all the time, right? Like that is what takes up our mental capacity. That's what we think about. And it is hard to remember that there's things in our life that do, that do give us life that are there to give us joy. And, you know, there's parts of it that are so great. And so if we can sit down and kind of look at those things and then make those the priority and ask for help on the other things, or, you know, delegate, you know, if you don't have older kids, which I don't have, my nine-year-old can do quite a bit now. He's my oldest, um, but I don't have teenagers yet. And, you know, so even maybe there's a neighbor down the street, that's a teenager that could do your laundry for $30 for the week or something, you know, like I think that, or come watch your littlest one for an hour and play outside with them, just taking those breaks. And, you know, there's lots of ways to do it. Even if you don't have the money to really hire somebody, there's lots of creative ways, maybe do a mom swap, you know, take a kid and, and swap days or whatever. But I do think like actually writing down those lists, um, and reflecting on that would be huge. If you get into those moments where you're just feeling like I am at my wits end, you know, today was hard. Tomorrow's going to be hard. There's a pile of laundry and just remembering there are little pieces that bring you joy. And how can you kind of flip that, that in your mind a little bit? So I love that. Yes. So I 
Um, before I ask you this next question, I kind of want to know what your process is. If you don't mind sharing when you go to work with a mom one-on-one or a family or maybe a group of moms, do you have a process that you go through to kind of get them going? Yeah, that's, um, making the list is, is where we start. Okay. Because I think so often we don't realize what all we're doing. And so we make a list of everything you're doing throughout the day. And so a lot of moms feel so tired of wearing, they're like, I haven't done anything. The house is still a mess. Dinner's not cooked. Like people are alive, but that's all I got, you know, but they're exhausted. And so I think writing down those things is really helpful to realize, oh my goodness, I've been doing so much today. And these are the things that are completely draining me. And these are the things I've enjoyed about today. And these are the things I really don't, I mean, they're just kind of there, right? But we make those lists and categorize them and then try to get the things that drain us off our plates. So come up with a better system for them, come up with a way to delegate them out to others, a way to automate them. So you don't even have to think about them. Like how can we make this list so much smaller on the, on the draining side and really give life to and implement the things that we really want to be living intentionally with, you know? Yeah. So that's where we start and then kind of move into the, let's get these things off your plate as quickly as possible. Awesome. I can think of several moms, probably myself included, because we always need help and mentorship, I think in these areas, but who would benefit so greatly from just sitting down and, and having this conversation with you. So I cannot wait for them to listen to this episode. I think it's going to be great. So one question that I ask all of my guests, and you can relate it to what we've talked about or anything you want to, um, if you could grab a busy mom by the shoulders, look her right in the eyes and tell her one thing, what would it be? Well, you know, you asked me this question. I was going to say to take a deep breath and calm down, but I think that now what I'm thinking is like, I, when you said busy mom this time, I thought, oh, like soccer and baseball and gymnastics and everything and all of it doesn't matter. Like it just doesn't, some of those things are good and nice and lovely and like our kids play baseball. Awesome. They're learning team things and whatever, but I think that our busy has just come in and overtaken us, you know? Um, And so we're just running around all day with our kids and we're not really enjoying them. And I'm, I'm just thinking of some, some of my friends who've struggled with this in the past. And so just reminding them that those things don't really matter that much and your kids are going to be okay. And it's okay if they don't play sports it's okay if they don't do scouts or it's okay. Like whatever those things are, I feel like so often we're looking around, I'm like, oh gosh, well, they're, they're signed up for baseball. So I need to do that too. Oh, in gymnastics. And we're just get so carried away with what the world is telling us we need to be doing. And it doesn't matter. Yes. Just let some of those things go. I'm so glad you said that. Um, this is something that I have shared on the podcast before that I really struggled with, with my first son we had him and we lived in a really tiny town where there weren't a lot of, you know, like there wasn't baby swimming and music class, mommy and me's and all those things, you know, there wasn't. And then my husband got a new job in the town he grew up in and we moved and it's a big family town, you know, and like every person I met at library story time was also doing music and swimming and gymnastics. And my little guy was eight months old. And I was like, Oh my gosh, like I better sign him up for all the things, you know, like I've got to, and I was teaching full time at the time. So I'd have my mom take him to gymnastics. And then I felt guilty that I missed it. So I'm like, take pictures. You know, it was like all of this extra stuff. And I, 
I ended up going half time and I was looking at like what he was spending his time doing. And I'm thinking he hates getting in his car seat. He never wants to go, you know, he's, he's mad while he's there because he'd rather be playing outside, like all this stuff. And here I am thinking, I got to have him do art class because, you know, he might be the next Monet. I don't know. So, (laughs) so it just hits home when you say that, because I really struggled with that. Like the first two years of motherhood, I thought he had to do all the things because all the other moms were doing it. And when we finally just, I was like, he's not going to do anything. We're just going to go to parks and play outside. It was like such a relief that, you know what, he's totally fine. Like he doesn't need all these group activities and he's so much happier when we stay home and do nothing. (laughs) And so I love that you said that. I think it's hard in this you know, era of comparison to remember that our kids are going to be just fine as long as, you know, they're loved and fed and, (laughs) and all those things. So I'm so glad you said that. I feel like when I get caught up in my mind about like, oh gosh, they're doing X, Y, Z, this is really cheesy. But I think about people back in the day and I think about like Abraham Lincoln, who's like an amazing leader who became this great man who did so many things in the world. And like, he didn't have a cell phone or an iPad and he didn't go to baseball. Like he worked at the age of 12, like at a real legit job and just read all the time. And he became this great, amazing leader. And even besides the great, amazing, clearly we're not all raising Abraham Lincoln's, but just think about like little house on the prairie. Like how did they live? And they were, they like built this country. They're amazing people and our kids are going to be okay. So that always gives me hope. Just look (laughs) I have to go back about a hundred years, but it gives yeah. me hope. I also think kids need space to figure out what they're passionate about. And if we have them signed up into 20 different things and they never have a free moment to think about, like, what do I actually enjoy doing? Then I almost think that's a little bit of a detriment to them. I think it's important that they're physically active and, you know, that they read a lot and that they do these things. But I do feel like we have to give some of that to them and allow them the space to figure out like, what is it that I'd love to do and then help them find avenues to, to pursue those things. And if they change along the way, you know, then they change along the way, but yeah, it's, it's hard when they're, they're so scheduled and have so much going for us and for them, I think. Yes, for sure. Yeah. So tell us more about what you offer, where we can connect with you and learn more from you all your, all the goodness that you have. Yeah. So um, mamasystems.net is my website and I offer one-on-one coaching. And so with that, we would just get to spend the month together and I would help you kind of dig through your life and figure out what gives you life and what trains you and help you make charts and schedules and things like that for your family so that it can be running smoothly and effectively. And sometimes it's just great to have an over like a bird's eye view from somebody else of like, Hey, you know what? You don't seem to be enjoying this and you don't really need to do this. It just is, is helpful. Um, and then I also offer courses online <laughs> and we have a, a ticket system course. That's really amazing. And that's really helped our kids want to do jobs around the house. And um, like our kids are begging for jobs all the time. And so I kind of teach the process of how we laid that out and how, Um, It's just a great way to incentivize our kids and teach them how to do hard work and really build in this work ethic for them and to not like it's just lessen the entitlement so much in our house, which I'm really grateful for. 
And then I also have a master course where we kind of walk you through the same thing as coaching, but you're doing the majority of the work. So those are kind of the differences between coaching and the course, but. Awesome. I love it. I love that you have different options because we're all at different spots or have different amounts of time or whatever it is. So I love that. I will make sure to link to all those things in the show notes for you. And Laura, I'm just so thankful we connected and that you spent your time with us this morning. I don't take it lightly when people come on the show. So I thank you so much for your time. You're so welcome. Thank you for having me. I'm very grateful. Well, that interview was so informative and I love hearing Laura's systems that she has in place, hearing what her day is like at her house, raising 10 children and just trying to keep it all together. She's not only doing that, but also managing her business and helping other moms do the same. So I always love having moms come on the show and teach us how we can really simplify our days because that is... It's just so important to our well-being and the health of our whole family. And so I hope that you took some of these tips that Laura has for us and that you are able to put them into practice right now. And if you want more help from Laura, go to Mama Systems. I will link to her website in the show notes for you and all the things that she has going on and see how she might be able to help you in your home, in your season of life right now. All right. And don't forget if you're local or you want to come to Colorado over the next few weeks as the weather warms up and have your family photos taken reach out to me about model calls. This is a great opportunity to get some beautiful artwork on your wall of your family. All right, until next week, have a blessed weekend and I will talk to you then. Thank you for joining me on the Simple Home Podcast this week. It truly is a blessing to have you here. If you've been enjoying this podcast and found encouragement here, can you take a moment to leave a rating and a review on iTunes? This is how podcasts grow and how they reach larger audiences. And I am so thankful to get to work with so many women and spread this message. So if you have a moment, head to iTunes and leave a rating and a review. I love to read what you have to say, and I might just spotlight you on an upcoming episode. Also, if you think a friend could use this kind of encouragement, go ahead and share it with them. Tell them about the podcast. Tag me on Instagram with a picture of you listening, whatever we can do to encourage more women to live differently. Thank you so much for listening, and I will talk to you next week.